I have had that because obviously metal. with the issues I've had that at one point <laughs> but they put a metal thing like this <laughs> and they ah. pull it inside and then you hit, and then they crank it open yeah, yeah. and yeah. all you hear is <laughs> and then your nani is widening <laughs> it is it is wicked and wild and not nice two beautiful women who are experiencing one of the challenges of being a woman the femininity reproductive cycles periods pains non-periods we're talking everything down below today so welcome to this episode lucky hello Maisie hello thank you for having me well you know what first of all I need to talk to Maisie because when <laughs> I think about you I just think that your journey in life has been something that is <laughs> unknown. Roller coaster. Roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your story. Um, like, okay, so it technically starts way back when I was uh, 14. Right. So uh, to my, myself and my parents, they thought I was just being an unruly teenager, hormonal, acting out. Uh, I wasn't concentrating in school to the point my teachers were now, like, talking to my parents about it. Okay. Um, I have no fertility issues within my history of, like, family history on right. either side. So that was never their first conclusion okay. or to start looking. Took about a year. So I was 15 when they diagnosed me. Um, I spent that entire year in and out of hospital with blood tests, all types of tests. I was getting bone density tests, um, MRIs, all sorts. They just didn't know what was happening. Um... And then in that year, I had started my period. Right. And So 14. 14. Okay, it was pretty late though. Pretty late, considering pretty late. my peer group, they had a kind of already yeah. into it, you know, getting hair, getting boobs. When did you have your period? I think I was maybe 13. Mm. I think I was about 11. I was well fast, isn't it? Yeah. It just came, because I think I was like at the end of primary or beginning of yeah. secondary. So you're 14. I was I was pretty late to the game considering because yeah, I, I was dating Matt in your six. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> not men. Not men. But anyway, yeah, go on. Go on, go on, go on. Um so I'd started my periods um shortly in that time and then uh they stopped. They started getting patchy, they come lighter, then they just stopped altogether. Um But that's not abnormal because periods do so my understanding Mm -hmm. everybody's cycle is completely different how long does yours last it it really varies like it can be you know three to four days and then i wait you know 35 days 90 days Mm. for another one yeah but we'll get to you (laughs) mine sometimes are like two days you know and i used to feel really excited about it yeah but that what i've been told isn't normal because the average woman bleeds for like five days. Yes. So you're starting your period where you're fresh and mm-hmm. young and fertile. Yes. And supposedly. it's supposed to yeah. be running normally. Regular. Every 28, is it 28 days or 21 days? It's supposed to be 28. 28 days, right? Go on. Um, so so you're, you're, you're spotting already? Or I'm catchy. spotting, as well, but also at 14, you're kind of entering, like you're starting to go into exams. So a lot of the doctors, obviously stress as well, when you yeah. do enter your periods can, you know, me- not mess them up, but make them lighter or become patchy in between or stop for a meet, like a small time. Um, so they started racking it up to that. Okay. I can hand on heart say 
I wasn't a bad student, but exams were not the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, okay. you weren't stressing about them. I was not stressing. Listen, yeah. I would show up, they'd tell me, Are oh, you doing your maths exam? I'm like, Cool. What do I need for that? Oh, like, shoot. I was so blessed. I was not fussing over no exams. I was right. like, I'm going to say it's not the exams. Right. And my mum, knowing me, also <laughs> backed that. She was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't think that's the stress here. But were you having stresses at home? Like, were your parents going through a separation? Were you, did you have bereavement loss? Yeah, so my parents uh, split when I was 13, 14. Um, and that was extremely traumatising to me. So, so that could... On a doctor's perspective. perspective. Yes. Like, because stress does. 100%. Um, I mean, it's all you've known, especially as a child. And then all of a sudden, we're moving. Parents are in different spaces. My yeah. brother's rolling around. Every, like, just where is everybody? Yeah, yeah I was yeah. literally, like, we know each other because I lived with them my whole life. They were my neighbours and family. Mm. And my family wasn't there anymore. Like, yeah. the, oh, I can go next door. I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my parents' door was always open. <laughs> always. I know it too well. That door was open to me on a regular basis. But yeah. I had my toothbrush there. Like, it was home from home. Yeah. Um, and now we've just moved. I'm gone to a new school. It was all very just like... It's a lot. Oh, my God. So my mum was like, okay, that I can take. Maybe that is okay. something we could think about. It was left for a while. They kept doing tests. Then... So when I was told about it, I didn't really get it. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you're told about what? So when I was told about... Be- so they first, they sat me down in the doctor's surgery and they told me I was premature ovarian failure. Premature? So like early? Mm. The ovarian meaning your ovaries? Ovaries. Failure. As in not working? Yeah. To me, failure means no go, right? That's like, what I'm hearing. It's not happened. Doc, but you're 15. Stop. Yeah. But you're not even thinking about your ovaries, No. I've not even got to that section in science, right? Biology's <laughs> not been talking to me about sex education, the reproductive systems, or, you know, like, what comes with it. So I'm still like, what the hell is, what's ovaries? Like, yeah. what's that? I know no. women got it. Do this you, do well? And I'm assuming your mum didn't have them deeper meaningfuls. So she obviously, she's understanding the words that are okay. coming, like, out of his mouth. Because also my mum is not in her menopause either at that time. Right, okay. She's okay. actually entered recently, and I've actually been helping her through hers. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, okay. so she's like, she's aware this is going to happen to women. She's like, I'm, it's going to happen to me, right? As a woman, as a mum, and I'm so at wait, that wait. age. Pre, no, pre-ovarian failure, that's menopause. Yes. But you're 14. I'm 14. So I'm still like twiddling my thumbs, thinking, oh, can I use my phone? Because I don't know, I'm, I'm at the conversation, because I don't know what you're talking about now. I'm like, the parents here, chat to her, because I don't know... What you're talking about. Over yeah. my head. Um, and I, I'm not dying, so... Right, like, literally, I'm like, I'm not being rushed off nowhere. Yeah. They're not trying to attach things yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. So I'm like, less. Uh, can I get back for school? Like, it's lunch. It's like <laughs> the best part. And then... Yeah, because <laughs> you're, you're 14. Don't get it. So then I can see my mum clocking. Like, she's, she's talking and she's asking questions. She's like, well, what does this mean from here? And all this. And her face changes. And you know where you just... You know your parent. Yeah, man. You know your... You, know. <laughs> you see the fear. You see the fear. You know when they're angry. You know when they're you pissed. Know you know when they're sad. Everything. Even so when she looks, So she... How does she look now? She's just... You can see... Like, she's processing. But you can tell she's processing something. Like, literally to me, it was like someone had told her she's had cancer. Like, it's yeah, that type of process. Like, she's... Okay. Like, okay. Like, okay, I'm understanding this. And I'm like, okay, um... Next thing I know, I'm back in school, like, you know, after my doctor's appointment, 
they, she says, are you cool to go to school? I say, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I've got, I've got class, PE, my favourite class, double period. Lovely. But then my teachers start acting a bit odd with me. Because obviously my mum has informed aye, aye, aye. certain teachers who mm. I particularly respected and, and had a good back and forth with. And they started taking me aside and just like, are you okay? Like, how are you doing? I'm fine, miss. What, what do you mean? Like, when did, the, when did the penny drop? The penny dropped when I lost my mind. So, <laughs> so where did the mind go? <laughs> Please, I'm still looking for it. Um, to this day, quite literally. So uh, it was about winter time and it was snow. My school was on top of a hill. So we caught the snow um, all around us. It was cold. And we used to wear skirts all year round. So you had to kind of thick skin. I just remember walking down the hill one day. And everyone, every, it was a cold day. Everyone was wrapped to the nines, like huddling together, holding hands, all this. I was stripping. I was stripping and I was trying to roll around in the snow. Because you're hot. Because I was so hot. Because menopause is hot rushes, isn't it? I didn't know what was happening to me. I literally Shut thought I was burning mouth. from the inside so you're out. Actually, wait, wait, wait. So not only are you having, I'm using words, yeah. <laughs> free ovarian failure, but you are having the symptoms of it. The menopause. So I have hot flushes because I know my aunties and that they forever fanning. <laughs> they're forever fanning. This one woman at work, she has I like the death that. fan. The death fan attached to my the wrist laptop. action is on point. Like I could do it for hours. Like. So wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry to fast forward. <laughs> no, please. But are you still getting symptoms now? Uh, so occasionally, I will more night sweats because my body's obviously just doing itself and it's trying to balance itself at nighttime, um, and it's more my consciousness. Um, but I can definitely enter them. I can feel them coming and I know now how to deal with them. Because we're years on. So you're hot now yeah. at this moment. And so Very what, hot. So what happens now? I'm thinking I'm dying. Yeah. Like quite literally. I'm like, this is not, mm-hmm. it's so instant wow. and so overpowering. I, I will be standing fine, you know, next minute I will be dripping to the point that my uniform is like sweated through. Um, it's uncomfortable. You're a teenager, so you probably don't smell as great, yeah. uh, you know, like, you know. <laughs> as you maybe want to. Um, the hormones be- and you add in on more oh, and I'm like, shit. sure, and links ain't going to help this. Like, right. I can't do it. Um, so I've started to tell my mum, obviously like, mum, like that, like, mad things are happening to me I'm going to class I can see the teacher talking and and the words coming out of her mouth I'm like that's English I know maths plus equals did a it's not computing I cannot tell you what you have just told me I cannot recite how does, it how does your I'm not I've never heard of cognitive impacting your exactly so they call it well, they, there's a few different symptoms for it. It's, it could be brain fog, fatigue. It can also be memory loss, memory lapse, as they like to call it. Um, and I'm doing this all in the middle of my GCSEs when I'm no, supposed to retain all of this information. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so you're 14 now. Mm-hmm. Same age. Mm-hmm. You're her friend. Yep. How are you taking in this information? It was hard because obviously I've got my big family and, you know, we tried to be there for Maisie as much as we could because you know you never come across something like that you know Maisie was you know athletic Maisie you know she was could do anything and it was just so strange to see her body changing Mm. like Maisie had you know big body like big boobs (laughs) 
you know, such a curvy waist, but as it was happening, you know, she was losing her boobs. Serious? You know, she was... It stripped me of everything. Like, it was, it was, It was so strange to to see from... But what is outside. it? You're getting thin? Um, no. So, your body just changes. You gain weight. You, your appetite changes. You lose sleep, become an insomniac. So, that has a knock-on effect into your appetite. It has a knock-on effect into... I was so depressed, mm. so you don't want to eat. My antidepressants that they put me on instead of HRT at first was not helping me. Mm. Um, I was burning out. I was surviving. I was in. I have been in survival mode for I would say for at least the last nine years. I I wouldn't know <laughs> how to process that. I honestly, and I wouldn't know how to support. How how did you want to be supported? Exactly, you, I don't, you don't, I don't know. know. You don't know say. in that. It, it, I wouldn't know what to say. No. Exactly, I didn't know how because I didn't know what was happening. I would say I'm I'm just turned twenty seven now, and I would say probably in the last year and a half, I have had a real understanding, mm. and I think I've truly allowed myself to understand and grieve. For something that I wasn't aware of what so I was what, what are you grieving for now? I'm grieving so coming from a extended big family, kids everywhere, multiple mums, you know, like mm. all the sisters were a mum of yeah. at some point, at some time, all of that. Um I was very much traditional in the sense of like I don't know who the man is, but there's baby, <laughs> there's dog, there's you know, like yeah. car, house, all that nice stuff. And I'm extremely maternal, mm. naturally. Um I've got godchildren, uh, like, yeah, I've got kids coming out of me everywhere. I'm just like, okay, cool. Now I'm like, I can hand you back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the beauty. But at some point I was like, this is what I'm going to yeah. have. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have mini redheads running around. Yeah, that would be so cute. It, right? <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And it was the reality of that's not something I can naturally do. I'm not going to be doing the traditional manner of that. It won't be, I meet a guy and then we may have a kid or we plan for a kid or, you know, we have our plan set. It's going to have to be a real plan. And what does that plan look like? Right now, it would be surrogacy for me because due to my menopause, it would cause me more harm to carry. But you can still... So let me understand. You have exo. No. So how does surrogacy work without eggs? So we are at a point now where science is incredible. I mean, science is incredible anyway. But we are at a point where they have successfully taken stem cells from men and made um, fertile sperm. An egg is a bit more complicated. There's a few more things they need to work out. But by the time I'm looking to be maybe having kids or having that kind of conversation with myself or with my partner... Hopefully, we've got a couple eggs going and I will hopefully be like on the top list because I've been waiting long. Yeah, <laughs> no, okay. so. But then what, what about parenting in other forms? I know I'm, I'm here for the redhead. I'm here for yeah. the freckles. I'm here for it all because <laughs> I love it. But I think motherhood, being a mother as well, it can come in so many different ways. And obviously my profession where I work with children that yes. have been harmed yes. um, by their birth mothers and removed or their mother's diet birth or whatever. Yes. There are so like when I tell you there are thousands, millions of children that are in placements that need your love. Yeah. And I mean Maisie's love, like no. the maternal bit that the the personality, the resilience, the endurance, the everything that you come with, <laughs> yes. it 
They, the Maisie Magic. The Maisie Magic. Nice. Like, <laughs> there are so many. And so I think, I'm not, you know, pushing you to adopt. No. But that could be part of your journey. And so it's definitely something I've thought more of over the last few years. I have a, an incredible woman in my life who I refer to as auntie. Mm. She's not blood, but you know, like, yeah. auntie. Um, and I call her a community mother. Mm. Her house is sacred mm. like roadman is protect like mm-hmm. don't even look upon it it's no <laughs> like that's auntie like you respect it you take your shoes well, off i've seen grown big on taking their shoe off and yeah. auntie can i help can i like yeah. to the youngest of the youngs coming through just just wanting a safe space to play and yeah. you go there and eat you go there and talk and she has her own kids too but mm. she extended and she mm. continues to extend her love to just anyone and everyone that needs it, even if they don't know they need it. She's like, I'm here. And I've always admired her for that. And she's kind of taken me under her wing with it. And I've really learned that, like you say, there are plenty of kids out here that just need love. And, and I think that's love. that's the that's the beauty 100%. of of just being who you are that you can extend that love because some people are not maternal. No, because <laughs> even those that are fertile, like I again can know people that are fully fertile, can fully produce, but motherhood shouldn't even be in their description. No. They're not here for it. They, do you know good what I mean? Auntie, they're not, they're good not, yeah, or even the... not even that. You know, like I'm not even just because you've got ovaries and eggs here, yeah, yes. doesn't mean you, you that you're a good mum. Yeah, or have the capacity or potential to be a good mum. It's 100%. not for everyone do you know what I mean and I wonder do you are you living in like not resentment but what what what, if we have to talk about the negatives what Mm. negatively do you hold there is a a resentment or jealousy or a like why do you get that and I don't Mm. type thing or or why is it so easy for you and and not me um there was definitely that there was definitely I mean my best friend my goddaughter is my best friend's child and She's my world, literally my world. But there were times when I just have to tell Chris that I can't see you today because I can't see, I like just seeing you pregnant, know it, like hearing, hearing all of that. It was just, I don't know how to process it because I want to be happy for you because it's you and it's baby. Any baby is a blessing in my eye. And it was just, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know how to take it and I didn't, I wasn't at an age or I wasn't mature enough to articulate that in a nice way. I would have... You're still growing. Like, you're 27. <laughs> like, I'm not being funny. I'm young. But I didn't even start <laughs> to get common sense till about now. <laughs> like, you know, like, honestly, it's a journey. Mm. I'm knocking on 40's door in two years and I'm still learning and I'm still growing. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, I have... One of my best friends that is um, struggling to conceive. Mm. And we went through our separation as friendships because we misun- I misunderstood her and she misunderstood yeah. me. And I um, got pregnant and I just saw her as abandoning me. And, yeah. Like, this is like my dog. Yeah. And she wasn't there for me. But I couldn't at that time understand point. how yes. difficult that must have been to watch me create something that number one I know she'll be like Um, top notch for but also it's just so difficult for her and that reminder just it must but because we are now grown and we can actually have that conversation yeah but also me having that conversation with her now about alternatives yeah is something else that 
because we've been able to talk happen so much more beautifully and organically because sometimes it's so awkward do you feel comfortable to talk to Maisie about babies (laughs) yeah because I know that Maisie would understand and would be there like we over the last years actually you know I knew always that Maisie would you know be there. Mm-hmm. I could call her tomorrow because we actually haven't spoken over the last couple of years. And I could call her tomorrow and be like, Maisie, I need you. Yeah. And I want you a part of my child's life. And she would be like, yeah, because she knows I will be like, if you want time with a baby, if you mm-hmm. don't want time with a baby, that's, I understand. I understand your struggles, but I don't want you to feel like I didn't bring you in because of your, what what's happened in your yeah. life. You know, I don't want her to feel like, oh, it's the the elephant in the room and I don't want to discuss it because that will make her feel worse. You know, I love Maisie through and through. And I know that she would hurt deep down if I, you know, kept it a secret or, you know, kept it this aside. And, you know, she was the last person to find out. So I think Maisie will be there 100%. So let's talk about your fertility journey. So you have a diagnosis. Tell me about that. Am I going through the the whole uh, yeah, 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 time, yeah. timeline? Yeah. Okay, so I uh, started my periods when I was about 13. Um, I think I came back off holiday with my parents. Um, yeah, that was the worst. I started my period the day we were flying home from America. So mm, I didn't want to tell mad. my parents. So I had to like stay quiet. I f- all kinds of but feelings. why are you not telling them? I was just embarrassed. <laughs> but why are you like, put, like nine million sisters i don't understand that they've all had it yeah I and mean, they've and i must say they're very um open with their i know but their uh, sexual beings because you can't <laughs> go in your house without seeing titties out a door like it's so why did you not feel that you could do that i don't know it was just like this like I've, i had had the talk a million times yeah. i knew it was coming i knew you know all of those things i'd had the talk with mum i've had the yes. talk with like my sisters you your know. sister had the talk with me <laughs> so i knew you when you were before you were born yes and your sister was the one who is my same age that gave me the period talk so i know she gave you the period talk oh yeah i i had it all but at that point it was like a massive panic i went through so many emotions in that moment because i was going to the fridge opening up the fridge feeling sick like mm. going back to the sofa kept opening it kept feeling hungry kept feeling sick and then i was like no i can't tell no one about this i, I thought i was dying i'm to be to be for real i was like oh i can't deal with this i can't deal with this right now i gotta get on a nine hour flight and then so I didn't want to tell my mum and dad but they knew something was up yeah 100% so we're sitting at the airport they knew the pains that were coming were okay I could manage it but it was just like oh is it gonna always be like this Mm -hmm. then it got to I went to boarding school for the last two years of senior school so years 10 and 11 and we used to have a doctor that used to come and if you had any problems, she, posh things, yeah. <laughs> I was five years to see my GP. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, so you I, had a doctor that came to the private school. It was a private. <laughs> it was a boarding school. Yeah, go on. But she, um, you know, the doctor would come, and I, all these girls were getting prescribed the pill, and I was like, why are they all getting prescribed the pill? Mm. So I called my sister and I was like, the pains are un- like unruly. I can't take it anymore. She's like, you're going to have to get put on the pill. So then I was like, oh, it's that why. But obviously girls were getting put on it 
for other, other reasons, reasons. That they were getting D down. Yeah. Um, hmm. And so I made oh, my appointment. Hey, hey, D down in boarding school. I was going to say, wasn't it single sex? No. 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 Oh, there you go. There's penny drop. <laughs> Note to self never to send Ashley to boarding school. <gasps> yes, go on. It just can take the stories there. Go on. We know that. Go on. Um, but so I made my appointment. I went along and I was like, it happened to my sister maybe I'm getting the same sorts of pains as her, um, but she was put on the pill. They immediately were just like, yeah, okay, here's your prescription. There you go. They don't really explain you like March or about, you know, withdrawal bleeds and it's not a real period or anything like that. I only found that out later on in life that, you know, I thought I was having a period every, you know, month. No, it's a withdrawal bleed. It's not a real period. A withdrawal bleed. Yeah. But what were you withdrawing? So when, so with the pill, obviously, you know, it doesn't, every, like, it makes the lining thicker. Mm-hmm. So then, you know. I never knew that. I never knew your period on the pill. It wasn't real. Isn't a real period. Yeah. No, it's your a Your body thinks it's pregnant. What? That's why you can't get pregnant with it. Yeah. Hmm, I learn every day. Hmm. This is serious, you <laughs> no, know. No, I'm very, yeah. Because they put me on the pill for my HRT. And you got And I own? had to inform them. This is all wrong. <laughs> so go back. But no, the pill is a big thing. Like it's, no, the they just throw all, it at you. It, it, okay. it, it's the first thing that they throw at you. You yeah. go, I've got period pains. Yeah. They don't go, okay, how about we put you on some paracetamol, mm-hmm. some ibuprofen, or, you know, when it happens, we'll, Keep we'll tell eye. your doctor, we'll tell, you know, it was called the SAN. We'll tell the SAN that you've got, you know, a medical problem with periods and you are to be given paracetamol if you feel unwell. No, I was given microgynon. Ugh, I yeah. went nutty. Mm-hmm. And that's what, a mini pill? No, that's the full pill. That's the full pill. But that's pill. like the first one they put you on. So wait, and so, uh, so I'm on the... Oh, not now because I'm not getting regular things. But <laughs> <laughs> when I get regular things, I do go on the mini pill. Right. And the mini pill is just estrogen. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the... Your one is estrogen and progesterone. Yeah, I need a combined pill. The combined pill. Why? So at this point, I didn't need a combined pill because I hadn't been, you know, diagnosed with anything. So I was just on, you know, quite a strong pill. It's Mm -hmm. like the first one they put you on. And it was my brother's girlfriend at the time who noticed me being a bit nutty and was like crying all the time. I was so touchy. And she pulled me to the side and she was like, what pill are you on? And I told her and she was like, get off of it straight away. Who knew that the pill impacts your mental health? Oh. A lot of people. Really? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's crazy. So you're out there as a woman, and you, <laughs> there might be a woman out there now, that is experiencing emotional highs and lows when it could just be linked to your pill. Yes. Yeah. 100%. This is a whole new world. Go on. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so she pulled me to the side. She was like, I'm happy to come to the doctors with you. I was like, no, I can go. And I was home, it was like half term or something. So I made a doctor's appointment and I was like, I've been put on this pill, it's not working for me. They put me on another pill. And that was actually the pill that I was on for 15 years up until last August. Wow. And um, had no problems, you know, I felt fine with it. There's no issue. But as time's gone on with the period pains and, you know, the pill's not helping. Um, obviously, it's giving me a monthly bleed, but... I'm not feeling the pains are subsiding like they said that they would. Um, so I, you know, then I think it's like when I was my maybe 17, my mum's been pretty, you know, 
serious with us about, you know, going and having a smear test. Mm. But I wasn't having a smear test at the time. I was going with my sister who was having hers. Mm. Um, we, we used to pay privately for it. And, you know, the HPV, the cervical mm. cancer jab. Yes. I was out of the school range for that. So okay. it came like maybe a year or two later. You had it. I had it. And so my mum got us to have it privately. So I'd gone along with my sister to the appointment and, you know, I'd had the injection and I was telling the gynecologist all about my issues and she was kind of dismissive. She was like, no, yeah, no, 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 it can't be that. And I was like, well, could it be endometriosis? Uh, You know, a colleague of mine has endometriosis. No, you're too young. So what is endometriosis? So endometriosis is when the lining of the womb grows on the outside of your uterus. And it basically um, is like if you picture the uterus as like a wall and then like ivy, like it literally like vines just like go everywhere. So what does it do? So it starts like attaching to, you know, to different parts. So for example, when I had, this is zooming forward, but when I had my laparoscopy surgery, my right ovary was attached to my backside of my body. So when I would turn in bed, it would like a massive stretching pain. Gosh. But let's, I'll go back. I'll go go back a bit. Mm -mm. So... I was only getting my HPV injection. She, you know, she goes to me, uh, oh, seeing as you're here, you're a couple months off of getting your smear test, um, like your your mum gets for all the girls. Do you want to just do it now? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we do this thing, we do the smear test, and she notices I bleed immediately. And, and she would... To? No. Because yeah. a smear, they put, like, either a metal or a plastic... Yeah. Um, intrusive very intrusive <laughs> and they tell you what they say you breathe in or is it breathe out you've no, got to relax you've got to relax. You relax yeah but this woman or man is in between your mm-hmm. nani and you're there a cold thing open and a cold yeah. thing and it used oh, to be yeah. metal did you have metal well I have had that because obviously metal. with the issues I've had that at one point <laughs> but they put a metal thing like this <laughs> and they pull it inside and then you hit, and then they crank it open yeah, yeah. and yeah. all you hear is and then your nani is widening. It is. It is wicked and wild and not nice and not attractive. No. And then they stick like a like a cute. It's like a yeah. cute yeah. Q-tip. And then you're and then they're like, mm, relax, relax. No, it hurts. All in there. So you're having this man now at 17. Yes. Right. You know, knocking two birds out with one stone. Right. Yeah. So She's done a smear. She's found that, you know, there's blood. But she's like, we'll send it to the lab anyways. And so she does the uh, little pot thing. She will send that off to the lab. But she said to me, I actually want to put you in for uh, an emergency scan today. Because I was just like, you know, I've gone back and forth to the NHS. You know your body, though. And I think that's one of the the lessons already. You know your body. We all know our bodies. And we know something isn't right. And regardless of NHS or prayed or whatever. Yeah. We need to be taken into account. account. And, you know, there's people that watch this out out of the UK that don't have NHS that I feel get a different type of service because they're paying for it. No, agreed. They get attention to their needs and their knowledge of their bodies. Where we go... Yeah. The only thing I want to do is sign you off and tell Over you I'll go and lie years, down or take antidepressants. Yeah. Over the years, from 14 to 17, I'd been to the NHS back and forth, back and forth. I love the NHS. Like They work hard for what they do. Yes. But, I, you know, speaking to male GPs or female GPs, they're like, oh, you're just a teenager. Yeah. It's just a painful thing. You know, that's it's normal. It's normal. And I was like, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. It, it's not normal. 
So even when I spoke to her and, you know, she was kind of dismissive. She, you know, she said, maybe it could be polycystic ovaries, but I don't know. But when I said endometriosis, she, she was like, no. Then when she obviously sends me for the urgent scan, you know, me and my sister thought we were going for a nice day up London, you know, we'll, we'll knock this out and we'll, <laughs> yeah, you know, lunch. go to shop, go yeah. have a nice lunch. Mm-hmm. I sat in lunch and I literally was just staring and I was like, what did she say? Like, what did she say to me? And then she was like, well, she thinks you might have polycystic ovaries. That's why we're going to the scan. But I literally was just blank, like, huh? What does that mean? Like, she had So spouted. now you know what polycystic ovaries means. What does it mean for those that don't know? So it's just basically that your body produces um, higher levels of androgens, which is the melt hormone. Like testosterone? Yes. So right. what happens is your correct me if I'm wrong, your ovaries don't produce eggs or release them. Right. So in that time, that's why I was getting irregular periods because I wasn't ovulating and then having a, you know, a, a normal release. period. Yeah. Right. But you can still conceive. It's, there's a 50, it's, it's like a 50, 50, like you can or you can't you but know, there are there are lots of people that have and what they call pcos yeah of course that's polycystic ovarian syndrome I know, I know so many people who have it and have had babies i know i know a few people that you know that have struggled mm. but you know it, it, it just depends person to person i didn't have all the symptoms i just had a regular irregular periods and i had you know um painful periods so what's other symptoms of pcos you know uh facial hair yeah hair loss bad skin um weight gain but i wasn't when when i was getting diagnosed with polycystic ovaries i didn't i wasn't a bigger girl like i am now Mm. i was you know tiny Mm. and so when they you know gps dismiss it and they're like well you just need to lose weight but it's just like i don't Mm. because my Mm. closest friend Mm. is skinny and she has polycystic ovaries Uh but she's had a baby so you know it's different person to person yeah but so I go to the scan, they check my ovaries and they literally look like holy cheese. So it just, you can see the two ovaries and you just see just loads of circles. So they are the cysts on my ovaries. Shit. So the cysts prevent them from being fertilized? So, so, so what do the cysts do? So from what I believe is the cysts obviously um, get filled and they, that, you know, then your ovary like really basically struggles to produce an egg and release it. So that that's my understanding of it. So I what does that wrong. mean for Lucky now in terms of like your current symptoms, your current chances of producing a child? So I think my story is still open. I don't know what, what's there for me. But, you know, later on, I'll explain more. But, you know, the discussions have been open about freezing my eggs and doing IVF and things like that. If my body just doesn't do it naturally. Some backup plans, eh? Yeah, so it's the same. So, so, okay. (laughs) So both of you are fortunate, Mm. and I'm not a hater, to have partners um, I don't kind of have a partner right now. I'm just saying, like, when I think of things in the future, you're like, the tradition right. is partner, da, da, da. So when you do have a partner, yes. how is that conversation going to be? Mm-hmm. Because I'm assuming that there are men that meet a woman mm-hmm. and want the traditional 
Let's have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you technically, at this moment, before they can construct eggs out of... Sperm. Everything. Everything. Yeah, whatever they're taking <laughs> out. We don't know if yeah. you can do that. So say based on now. Yes. How do you have that conversation? So now I am a lot more... I'm just a lot more outrageous with it. I, I, you know, like I just like listen. We're all adults. If we can have sex, we can talk about sex and what okay. like all the ishy squishy bits that come along with it. Um, <laughs> otherwise, we should just stop talking from now. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's for me now. But um, I did have a relationship, kind of when I was just starting to understand what I was being diagnosed with, and. I do give credit to him because he, he he put up with a lot. Like my mood swings and mm. the the madnesses that he had to deal with me, I commend him. Um, and I'd probably give him a little badge, like, mm. well done. Um, but you let him go though, but anyway. We- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That, you're out there, that was a necessary like- split. Okay, but Because okay. um, we both, like, in the end it became toxic mm. just due to the fact that during that period, again, it, it stripped me of everything. It stripped me of my personality, it stripped me of my friends, it stripped me of my femininity. Yeah. My hair was falling out. My body aged. Because when you're 50 and you're expected to go through this or early, for, like uh, mid 40s onwards, you don't then start saying to a lady of that age, oh, you need a full-time job. You're at your peak. Um, you need to be keeping up. You need to go to the gym still. Your skin needs to stay intact because my skin elasticity has like lessened over these years because I'm an old lady. You my body is telling me great, though. we're done now and we're getting ready to kick the bucket because you got to remember it's that at the end of your entire like fertile cycle and humans are living longer. So in fact, more people are actually dealing with the fallout of menopause because there's more women screaming about it now. So, okay, so I'm going to ask you really deep. Yeah. Can you die from menopause? You can't die from it, but there are definitely uh, symptoms that have knock-on effects and they can send you, or most of the time, it's actually suicide. How, how does that impact you? I've been suicidal many times over the years, mm. um, even to the points where I don't recognise it. And... Like Lucky says, like, we haven't spoken for, for a, a moment, uh, for a period of time, and that was with everybody. Mm-hmm. The only person I didn't do that to was my mum, because she's a protective mum. Like, if I did, if I had missed a call, she'd be at my front door banging it off. Like, and you live on your own? I live out, like, I haven't lived at home since I was 15. <laughs> yeah. So I was, uh, like, so I was just out here in an adult world as a child dealing with a very adult thing and all these effects that I've had like managers I've had people I've had friends tell me that they don't believe me they think I'm exaggerating my um symptoms um I've been fired I (laughs) yeah it's been uh, I I have a union coming on (laughs) tribunal let's go honestly and it has come to points where I started I had like I had I was just in a state. I was just like, I couldn't survive. I was depressed. I was, I couldn't move. My fatigue was at its highest. Um, joint pain. My hot flushes at that time, because I was insomniac, I wasn't eating well, would actually make me so dizzy I'd black out. Mm. But I couldn't inform my managers because they wouldn't allow me to work. So I would recognise when it's coming on. 
to points where I would be mid-conversation and I would be like, okay, cool, 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 yeah, yeah, I was going to go. I would literally black out for a few minutes around the corner so that none of my staff members would find out or in the toilet or in like a, a um, changing room and just fix that, right, cool, can of Coke, quick sugar rush, got to finish my shift. Cause so if what I do you do now them, for employment? Now, uh, due to COVID, COVID was a little blessing in disguise for me. Okay. Um, I've been in the retail industry and physical jobs my entire life um being diagnosed they told me that will not last they've out they've told me you will not be able to keep up with the the pace that you're going at um and one thing I pride myself on is I'm good at my job uh you give me a fair you tell me that you want that over there by how long got it it'll be done leave me alone like I'm strong I'm a leader um I'm bossy and, <laughs> like, and it just took it all away from me. Um, so to realise that, and like, like I said, I'm as athletic. So to, my mind understood it. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. My body's not going to be acting how it is. But the reality was a lot harder to deal with than, because like, well, what do I do now? I, I wasn't exactly... Um, my English teacher's best student. And, you know, like I was more art and sport. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Creative. Give me something to do. Would you Would you ever think about a career that is advocacy and helping and giving? Well, yeah. So now, um, so I've done modelling over the years mm. um, and I've just started doing more so, like I've taken it on because at the minute it gives me the biggest income with yeah. the shortest amount of work <laughs> like, and you don't need um, no boobies for it either less boobies the better yeah, like, <laughs> less boobies the better you've got the face you've got the hair you've got the freckles <laughs> what um, I'm, you know i sit here and i envy you like you, you. you look like how i want to look i do want a bit more boobs i'm gonna lie because these bad boys they get me far but <laughs> You know, like you, you, you don't know what you what you don't have, and you look Definitely at people, not. and I could be looking you down the road and think, "Oh my gosh, she's so cute." She yeah. was bear man like this, <laughs> like, you know, like, just that. But 100%. you don't know people's stories behind mm-hmm. their eyes, never. And who would know? And I and I rate you fully. Like this journey is not for the weak, no. and you are mad strong. The, even though you've had your moments where you don't feel as strong, mm. I feel that you are not actually recognizing your freaking Herculean strength. <laughs> you are a boss bitch. Like, Thank you. honestly, Thank you. like you are some, some superhuman shit that's going on here. And I, and I really hope that you find your, your voice, your purpose, yes. your flow. You just need to get into your groove. Yeah. Whoever Macy is, she gonna get in that groove. Yeah. And when you get in that groove, I'm finding her, and I'm starting to own her. So she, own her. <laughs> yeah. Like no, I, honestly, um, how are you gonna have this conversation about babies with your <laughs> significant? Because what? So, what if now? What if you can't? I mean, yeah. so my boyfriend has been with me the whole journey. We've been together mm-hmm. since we were sixteen. We're about to turn 29 so we just had (laughs) (laughs) we've been together for 12 years and he's known about it the entire time and he's actually the one who brings up discussion with me Mm. more and he's you know so supportive Mm. um you know (laughs) 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 Um, when i was 
diagnosed with endo, that was when it got a bit more serious because that was, you know, a case where I was like, okay, so I have polycystic ovaries. That's a 50% chance of not having mm. children. Now I have something else that is also 50% chance. So I have just a little cloud looming over me. So endo does what for you now? And how did that manifest? So period pain still happening. After the polycystic ovaries discussion, you know, it kept happening. Um... And then it was just a case that I just badgered on to the NHS. Mm. I literally was just like, this is not good. And the symptoms were getting worse. I was having trouble going to the bathroom. I was having shooting pains where even if I was at work and I was answering the phones, I was like, sorry, can can you hold, please? Oh, and I was like having to bear down. Like, I guess you would if you were pushing out a baby. Mm. And um, But they don't really um, diagnose you unless you've had surgery. So around 19, I start, like I just kept going, kept badgering on. And I was like, no, this isn't polycystic ovaries. This is worse. You know, it was painful uh, during sex. Um, I was, you know, just, just it, like feeling sleepy all the time. Mm. Like I could have a nap upon a nap upon a nap mm. and still go to bed on time. Mm. And like it just was just affecting me in such a different way. So I was just, you know, you, you just got to be persistent. And, you know, on average, it takes about seven years to be diagnosed with endometriosis because wow. there's, there isn't that much knowledge there about what it is. What can we do? There's no treatment. So it was a case that I'm going back and forth to the gynecologist at Lewisham Hospital and they go, OK, at the age of 23, we're going to have to do surgery. Because... Although my lining was looking thicker on scans, they don't really pick it up by scans. They're just like, oh, but you could just be near a period. And I'm just like, no, there's something wrong. <laughs> and it was a case, 24, had the surgery and it was confirmed. You have endometriosis and your right ovary was attached to your back. You had um, you had uh, endo growing on your, um, your bladder. You had oh, endo yes. growing on your... Um, what would you call it? Where the pooper comes out. <laughs> um, so where the pooper. Um, yeah, so I get shooting. Yeah, so hole. I get shooting pains up my back, like to just go to the toilet. Okay. I have to just sometimes sit there and just like Mad completely team. relax. You can't push a wee out during that time. You can't. It, it, that you just have to sit there and just like don't. So eat. You're on medication now. So. Their medication was being on the pill. There's mm. there's no treatment for it. So I had surgery. They removed it. Mm. And it took a couple months for it to feel normal again because obviously all your insides are getting used to, you know, all, all this, you know, fresh movement mm. because before there was something there, mm. you know, restricting it. And that was fine. But what, I'm five years nearly post-op and I'm starting to feel it. So another surgery? It, it will be surgeries for the rest of my life, measurably. And there is a more serious surgery. Like when I went to have my surgery, mm. the doctor went to me, we're doing this because you're having a baby, right? And I was like, I'm 23. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just don't want to live in pain. How about that? Yeah. yeah and, I, and he was like, but well, I thought we discussed having a baby. I was like, not now. Wow. Like, not now. <laughs> I was like, I'm so still kinda, living. You kind of need to have a baby though. Like, if, Well, if, this is the thing. You know, the discussion's been there since I turned 2021. 20, so to be fair though, you got the man. <laughs> She's gonna do the math now. Look, what she- like, <laughs> let's let's have it out now. You got the man, you got the vagina. 
He's got the bits, I'm assuming. Of he? <laughs> Just saying. You never know. I did an episode the other day and there's a whole heap of bits I didn't know about. So... <laughs> Should we just do this? I'll help. <laughs> don't. I'm not sitting there thinking that I would actually be your surrogate, but my problem is that I would want to keep the child. Because especially if you had red hair and... Yeah. Ooh, you, like, <laughs> I, you, you probably could get access, then it would defeat the verbs. You could do the nights. You know, no, night no, no, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Let's not get excited. I just think now, you know, life is short. What the hell are you waiting well, for? No, you got the man, you know. Well, obviously in lockdown the past year, you know, I was, you had nothing to do. I was reading books. I was reading Oh, you had a lot to do, girl. You could have been baby, baby making. <laughs> but, you know, in that time, I read like, I know I most probably just went on a whim here, but I read something where a lady was like, you know, I was put on the pill because of my endometriosis. And it's actually affected my fertility. Mm. I had that conversation straight with Alex. I was like, listen to what they say. It's a big topic. We stopped the pill that night because I literally was just like, that's affecting me. This could be causing me. He was like, I don't want you on something that's going to make you sick. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's doing in there. Exactly. You don't. And I was never, it was never reviewed. Mm -hmm. I was on a pill that technically I was gaining weight on and they knew I shouldn't have been on that pill. They were like, Okay, yeah, we'll take your blood pressure. And I knew for a fact I shouldn't have been on that pill because of the weight that I was. But they didn't. They turn a blind eye. You know, they they and go. Sometimes it's the balance of is it dead, the weight? Is it that yeah? To keep her on it. I mean, for me, this whole topic has just like. I think the key is research. Mm. I think there's so much more reading to do. Education. There's so much more understanding. Mm. There's conversations that have to be had with 100%. parents, partners, friends. But I think. We have to keep talking. I've had the conversation with, you know, my dad is like so, you know, open. He's had four girls and I've had this conversation with him and he came to me at 20 and he was like, ask them to freeze your eggs or we'll do it. And I've just gone, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I don't want to do the injections. I don't want to do all the crazy stuff. it's hard. My sisters have said, I'll be your surrogate. But my sisters have had complicated births Mm. and I've just said, I can't put you through that. And mm-hmm. Alex has said the exact same thing. I don't want to put someone else through that. It's, you know, there's there's so many avenues. We could have loads of dogs. We could have loads of animals. <laughs> we could have kids. I have so many nieces and nephews. It will yeah. happen for us. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a little cloud, like looming, like what's And it our shouldn't story? define you. And that's what I, no. I, I think the message as we no. close is about being a mother, whether naturally or otherwise, shouldn't define who no. you are as Doesn't a human make you being or, or a woman. Yeah. Um, me being a mother does not make me anywhere better or more worthy yeah. than than either of you who haven't. Definitely. And I want anyone who is watching this to know that motherhood, child rearing, mm. fertility does not define who you are. No. You are a wonderful human being. You are wonderful human beings. And I'm blessed to know both of you. And I want to thank you for coming on today. I have loved it and I'm going to Google my life away. It's a bit dangerous out there, so don't Google everything. Yeah, don't. But Maisie and Lucky, thank you for coming on Winging It. Thank you for having us.